It is the D.C. Sports Huddle. It's sponsored, of course, that we thank them by MGM National Harbor for the latest in Washington sports. Visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. And a sports fan's paradise, it means every team playing. And, of course, the NFL is now playing because basically we're into NFL draft season. Dave Johnson along with Rob Woodfork, George Wallace. Did I forget anybody? Oh, Rob Woodfork. You're still there, right? Yeah, Rob Woodfork. Yeah, I'm Rob. I, hope I, I, hope, I can't list four people. It's amazing. All right, here we go. Uh, next week's the draft. Next Thursday. This week we're going to discuss defensive picks. Next week, offensive picks. Guys, I'm just going to throw it out there real quick. I have not studied tape left, right, and center, but everybody's talking about Notre Dame fighting Irish uh, safety Kyle Hamilton as a pick that we should go with if we're going defensive at that position. And all I keep seeing is us getting beaten by the long pass last year. So I don't have to go into deep edits to discover we need secondary help. So that is is my pick. We're going to go on the defensive side of the ball, 11th overall pick from Notre Dame, Kyle Hackett. You're on the clock, Rob Woodfork. Uh, I'm with you on that. I 100% agree. If, uh, if Kyle Hamilton is on the board there at number 11, you got to pull the trigger on that. Obviously, they just let go of Landon Collins. And even when he was here, he was resistant to that so-called Buffalo nickel uh, position where you're the hybrid linebacker and safety. Well, that's what Kyle Hamilton does extremely well. So not only is he good at it, uh, but he is also uh, open to actually playing that position. So uh, we, uh, the, the biggest disappointment of last season was that defense. We expected significantly more. And I think if you have that versatile piece on your defense, that helps take you to another level, regardless of how the defensive line is playing. And I think I called him Kyle Hackett at the end. I started by calling him <laughs> Kyle Hamilton. That's what happens when you get up at three in the morning. Maybe make it clear. Go with Kyle Hamilton. See, yeah. I'd be fired if I was on the commander's staff. I'd draft the wrong guy. They <laughs> Kyle Hamilton. Kyle hey, Hamilton you know, along those good. lines, didn't Isaiah Thomas draft Renato Balkman thinking that he was getting Rolando Blackman a few years yeah. ago? <laughs> next to the ground. So these it, things can happen. That was I more like than Kyle Hamilton, but... I think the big question is, will he be available at number 11? Sporting News uh, has him as the second-rated prospect in the entire draft. Now I think that a lot of these guys on the defensive side of the ball will slip to number 10, number 11, number 12, because there's always the propensity to pick a quarterback much higher than he should be. I'm thinking maybe uh, at the number 11 spot uh, this year for the Burgundy and Gold, Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback out of LSU. He played on the highest stage in the SEC. They grow defensive backs like trees down there in Cajun country. I think he might be a guy also. I think uh, Sauce Gardner, cornerback out of Cincinnati, played it. He wasn't at a big five conference, but he's a guy who's a playmaker and who, who can do a lot of things as well. So I think we are all in agreement that the secondary is a primary concern. They might want to get an edge rusher just to add depth on the front line, but when you are drafting in the first round at number 11, very often you're getting the best available player on the defensive side. And in today's day and age where free agency rips guys off of your roster three, four years into their contract, you can't afford to stockpile, say, the best. Or I guess that the idea is you're always going to always going to have the opportunity to stockpile players because those guys are going to be gone within three or four years. So to your point, best available player and in in football too much offense, defense, it's broken up, but I've been in enough uh, draft rooms where I've seen that to be the case. Just just real quick. I've looked at four or five mock drafts before this. And in every single one of them, not only was Kyle Hamilton on the board, Washington passed on him 
for wow. a receiver and he goes to the Texans at number 13. So I think he'll still be on the board at 11. You're going to get somebody who's going to come up and get a quarterback. You might get a couple of trades up, but this is going to be a very defensive heavy draft in the first round, I think. All right, George. I know you, George, you were waiting to jump in earlier, so jump in. No, I was going to say, I don't think Kyle's going to be there at 11, but you never know. I mean, I, to Rob's point about the, the you know, seeing um, offensive wide receiver, I get it, but you need so much on the defensive end. And you mentioned, I'm going to go away from the corner. One of the mocks seeing the talk about possibly trade Jermaine Johnson uh, as, a, as an edge rusher. So I, I could see them going that way. Washington corner Trent McDuffie, I think, is is also a possibility. Uh, but I was I like I like Preston's um, uh, from LSU. I like his uh, pick as well. That's going to be that's the one I've seen the most as as far as at number eleven. But if we're going to go away from from the from the uh, secondary, let's go Jermaine Johnson. And look, I mean, there are going to be options there. Look, they need they need that help. You talk about Landon Collins going as well, uh, but they you know are, are departing, I should say, as well. So they need to kind of restock that back end of this, of the defense. And look, the, the, the strong point still going to be the front seven and that's what they need to make sure they get strong, a strong year out of hopefully chase young comes back. And then you kind of, you know, plug it with the secondary, like they've seen them. We've seen them try and do it before, but hopefully now you have, you, there's no pressing need to go quarterback at 11. We've talked about it, not about it nauseum. I get it. So now you can kind of maybe focus on, more of your need and not best player available. I've, I've always been best player available kind of guy, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards that back end of the secondary. All right. I'm running the draft clock. Time is up. Good choices, guys. It looks like it's uh, me and you, Rob, against Dave and George. So that means <laughs> those odds. Uh, wh- wh- whoever's, wh- whoever's right buys happy hour. We'll broadcast live for a happy hour next week. The offense. That'll be a fun episode. And I guess <laughs> in, in, in addition to making the right move at 11, I think with only two other picks in the top 150 for Washington this year, they've got uh, the 47th and then the 113th overall selections. They really need to hit on, on, on these picks as opposed to other years where they've had multiple second and third round uh, you know, selections. They really, because the best, uh, your roster is built in those, there are outliers, guys outside of the top 120 picks who make rosters, who do well, who become all pros, who become Tom Brady. But those guys are few and far between. You really need to hit on your uh, on players that you take in the top 120 of the draft. And that makes pick 11. That's a huge pick for Ron Rivera and company. But I think pick number 47 and pick number 113 are just as important for this current regime. They don't have to be stars, but they have to be guys who fit into the Final 53, they need to be guys who you're talking about in the depth chart every week. There need to be guys who pop up on videotape when you're watching the games on Sunday. Do we agree, though? Do we agree real quick, though? If if Hamilton is there, that should be a no-brainer. Oh, Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless I want to trade all your picks for a quarterback. Yeah. Well, to me, to me, George, it sounds like you're a little worried about our happy hour bet. So anyway, so, so listen, <laughs> and, and we'll, get to, 
we'll get the clock running on baseball, and, and we'll start Dave Preston. Not only do you look good in a blue sweater, but you've been doing a lot of work in a ballpark. The Nats Notebook on WTLP.com. It's where I get all my stuff. Anything I say on the air that's remotely intelligent about baseball, I stole from you. So thank you, Dave. I need the job. I need the career to continue. I had a dream, by the way, that uh, Adone Adjustments does well. Gray starts to come around, and Patrick Corbin wakes up, and maybe we have a season still. Uh, your thoughts, Dave? What are you seeing? Well, right now they just have to get through this current uh, stretch. They uh, will have one off in the first 18 days of the regular season. And that puts pressure on your starters, that puts pressure on your bullpen. I think after they started 16 pitchers in one position, as Faye would have it, the position player, D. Strange Gordon, is the one who goes on the injured list. So I, I, th- this team has to hold together. I was very encouraged with how Josiah Gray and how uh, Yoan Adone pitched on Tuesday because a bad doubleheader for your starters, that blows up a bullpen. And both of them pitched very well. So that's really encouraging. Eric Fetty has a Wednesday night start. He's had a couple of good starts in a row. So eventually you would think that Patrick Corbin is going to come around eventually. In theory, we're going to see Steven Strasburg start. But I like seeing what the young kids have done so far when they've had opportunities. And it's one of those that you have to walk before you can run before you can sprint. And I'm impressed with how Davey Martinez is kind of coaxing growth out of Adone, out of Fetty and out of Josiah Gray to start the season. All right, George, you were there too, too, uh, at the ballpark. I, I, um, I'm going to go my, I'm encouraged. I I think finally seeing what Victor Robles finally snapped out of his O for slump and, uh, had the big double in the opener yesterday and then continued again uh, the nightcap having um, get on base. So I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, is a big part of this team. If he can start coming around and getting some key hits, you know, because we know what the top of the order is going to be with, you know, with Soto and Cruz and Bell. But if you get production from the bottom, which they we have seen a little bit this past week, then maybe, you know, you're going to have opportunities to score some more runs. But I think Victor Robles is a key here, guys. I really do. You saw what happens, and he was slumping. He was over to start the season and snapping out of it now with some run-producing hits. So I think that's a big, big plus coming out of the uh, doubleheader and heading into this week. Bob Woodford is always a WTLP emotional sports barometer. We turn to you, Nationals. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> Josh Bell, uh, can we get Nelson Cruz going? What, what's on your mind? Well, uh, I mean, we talked about uh, Victor Robles uh, as we in our preview of the Nationals a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah, getting him on track is obviously key. Also, getting these starters deeper into games. I mean, uh, that uh, second game of the doubleheader with a dome, that was the first time we got a starter into the seventh inning. So they need to get these guys a little deeper into games. Uh, obviously they have a lot to do with that, but you know, you just got to be able to get these guys deeper into games so that it's not as taxing on your bullpen because uh, we, we, you know, we did see with rainy, uh, we didn't get out of that ninth inning uh, unscathed there loading the bases. He did it for dramatics. Yeah. He did it for dramatics. Had a one, nothing lead. Let's load the bases with nobody out. I know this for the 11,000 people who were there, yeah. like, let's make it interesting for you so you can't get to the Metro. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, here we but, go. This is fun. I'm sorry, George. No, I was going to say real quick, as far as the starters are concerned, this also could, we could be seeing now, look, spring training, you'd still be in spring training right. if you're, if you're ramping up to the season. So maybe Davey's starting to let the leash go a little bit on these starters, which we, you know, if they're able to do so, then we'll see him go, go a little further in games save the bullpen. So we could see that as we lead up here the next couple of weeks. Spot on about that, gentlemen. I actually uh, asked uh, Sean Doolittle uh, the day before the regular season began. I asked him that 
with spring training only really two weeks. You guys, this is still mentally or for your arms. It's it's mid-March. It's Imagine a, a starting pitcher or even a relief pitcher's arm as a cake that you're baking in the oven. And, you know, it's still right now the cake is still in the oven for a lot of these arms. So it's, it's, it's almost been a chess match for Davey and, and, and the, and the coaching staff to make sure that they maximize these guys, but they can't afford to burn them out because I think we saw in 2018 when the bullpen was burned out, Ryan Madsen and, and all the other guys, even Doolittle, those guys were toast by the all-star because of overuse in April. I think they've done a much better job this time and kind of, all right, they're going to have to give up a game here, but they're going to save the arm for later this season. All right. Always makes you nervous. I haven't opened an oven in 20 years, and you always go there with baking things. That tells you Dave Preston from a good, hearty New England family, and I was lost in the microwave generation. All right, a fun finish here. <laughs> that, that guy on the Zamboni. Was that really Marshawn Lynch? Hey, celebrity owners, who do we get now? He's going to be part of the Seattle Kraken ownership. Maybe they told him, hey, two million bucks, you get to drive the Zamboni. And he said, I'm in or whatever. But the point is, and I'm going to start this, and, and uh, I'm not making this as a crusader, but I've noticed the impact. Um, uh, uh, let's get more athletes and specifically minorities involved in ownership groups and not just uh, positions uh, where it's just, okay, they've invested. Welcome them in to the point where uh, they're visible, making a difference in the community, driving community initiatives. No, no they're not going to make personnel decisions necessarily, depending on what the sport is. The reason I say that, DC United, example, Mark Ingram, Jr., uh, is not going to make personnel decisions because he's a former football player, but he is active in the DC United ownership. Yo Gotti is active in the DC United ownership group and it's fun and it changes things. And so I think that is something that hopefully we get, get more of when we're talking about uh, celebrity owners, because it can in- inject some energy. And if it is their sport that they're investing in, uh, like I don't think Marshawn Lynch is going to be advising the hockey personnel, uh, but if you get it where it's the same sport, yes, they can also add their input if they like, but only if they want to, because again, a full-time front office gig in every sport is actually a full-time job. All right, go guys. Who do you want to see jump into maybe one of our sports around town? You know who I, here, here, let's, let's have some fun with this. You know who I want to see involved somewhere somehow Dave Chappelle. Oh, oh, you like that one, huh? Nice pull. That's a nice pull. There you pull. go. Dave That's Chappelle. Nice. Look, I mean, he, he's, he's, you know, I mean, Dave Chappelle is Dave Chappelle. That could be fun. I don't know what sport. I don't know what sport at all, but it doesn't matter. Doesn't I mean, matter. That, yeah, that that's that. You want to you want a guy from the area that could interject some life into something? There's your guy. I like I'm it. Going with another Dave, not Dave Preston, not Dave Chappelle, but Dave Grohl uh, from the area. He he'd be he'd be great with the uh, with whichever team brings them along. They they played uh, a Foo Fighters song at the end of Nationals wins uh, for the longest time on uh, on the on the broadcast. But he, he, he could fit in with the Caps because he he's got the hockey beard already for all intents and purposes. <laughs> uh, he, he'd be a guy who would – could you imagine saying play ball before Nationals games to it? Just, it just he, or let's go Caps in the helmet uh, before uh, Capitals games or even do something before a Wizards game or heaven forbid wake up excitement in the Commanders. He, he, he'd be a good uh, – he'd be fun. 
He doesn't want to go to Landover. He doesn't want to go to Landover. I no, he doesn't uh, want to go to Landover. We, we can get the guys from OAR to go to Landover. <laughs> All right, Rob, bring, bring us I'll, home. I'll give you two. Uh, Chef Jose Andres, uh, yeah. humanitarian, and uh, obviously a great quote, too. So I'm all for that, uh, selfishly for our job. And uh, a guy who's knocking at the door for the NFL and he's not local, Jay-Z. I think it's almost inevitable that we're going to see a Jay-Z NFL ownership, especially as they're now uh, trying to get themselves in a position to add. And the Denver Broncos right now for sale, I'm not saying Jay-Z's in the mix, but I'm saying that they are maybe going to see what they can do about getting some minority bidders involved in this. So I, I, I would say Jay-Z is a guy that would be a real fun. And look, it, it, he can he can do his own halftime show if we ever get a yeah. Super Bowl here, right? Perfect. Um, um, nice. I tell you, though, one thing about celebrity ownership, the, the downside, years ago covering a Wizards-Brooklyn Nets game, and I'm in a hurry to get to the locker room. You know how it is to be a reporter. You want to get to the locker room and, and get the sound bites, and I'm getting slowed down, and I'm getting frustrated, and I'm thinking, oh, God, who is this crowd in front of me? And uh, Boy, is she making me mad. I don't, I don't care that she has lots of friends around her, and et cetera. Then I get on the team bus, I realize it was Beyonce holding me up. So, I mean, I didn't stop and spend some time with Beyonce, but I got the sound bite, so the next morning, George Wallace, Dave Preston, and Rob Woodfork could have the coach of the Wizards explaining why we hopefully beat the Brooklyn Nets. I wish you would have gotten uh, Beyonce. Uh, yeah. no, I don't <laughs> that Beyonce holds a lot up. She holds a lot up, guys. I tell you what, if there's a story to be had, chances are I'm looking the other way. But listen, we're always looking for the story here on the uh, Sports Huddle. Next week, uh, offensive draft picks with the 11th overall selection for the Washington Commanders. We're getting closer to the Capitals of playoffs. Maybe we're going to end up with the number one goaltender. We'll see. And lots more to talk about. As always, it's been a lot of fun hanging with you guys. I hate to admit it, but it is George, Dave, Rob, Thank you, and thank you for watching and listening. We're sponsored by MGM National Harbor. For the latest in Washington sports, visit MGM National Harbor and experience a sports fan's paradise. Break. Your story. It lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small-town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives. Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit Amazon.com slash sign-on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.